All right, time now for all things Gators, all things orange and blue. Dan Hicken and Frank Frangie. Ooh, tough weekend. What's up, Hick? <laughs> uh, thank you, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, by the way, for uh, providing us this podcast opportunity, se-ortho.com, for all of your orthopedic needs. Um, listen, Frank, uh, you know, color me rat poison, Hicken. I was idiotic. I got ahead of the game here, and I was wrong about Anthony Richardson, and I uh, he's not ready for the NFL. He's not ready for to be a pocket passer at the college level, what will befuddle me and the question that we all need answered. And maybe you can do this is, you know, why didn't he run more? Why didn't Anthony Richardson run the football? It makes no sense why they changed the, the game plan. Or was it that low hit in the first quarter that, you know, maybe injured him and they said, no, do not run. I don't know. He had six carries for four yards, Frank. Yeah. I I got all kinds of questions and that's one. Let's start with this. It's one of the, and, and I feel for him because he owned it. He was awesome after the game. Sure. But that was bizarre. And he's a good kid and he's going to work hard at this. And I know that. Mm-hmm. But that was bizarre to me to see how much he kind of froze and how the game seemed so big for him after the game seemed so small for him one week earlier. Yeah. That, that, that was puzzling to me. Look, head I've scratching, seen, head yeah, scratching, yeah. Frank. I, I mean, that was, that was, that was. You're, it makes you wonder. I mean, it was like, my goodness, Anthony. And, and, and then he admitted afterwards he lost his confidence yeah. after a couple bad throws. Kid, and, you're going to make bad throws. And I've seen, Dan, I've seen, I've been around baseball a lot, a baseball guy, and I've seen young pitchers that they can't get it over, so they start throwing as hard as they can. And the next thing you know, they're throwing 1,000 miles an hour, but they're walking everybody, and they don't know what to do, and they just need to get them out of there and go play and pitch another day. And that's what it felt like to me. He just felt like it, it, the game got too big. He didn't know what to do. He just kept firing fastballs left and right and was frustrated and felt bad. And, and look, that happens. But it's surprising it happened one week after he looked so calm and collected the week earlier. So that's the story of the game. Look, yeah. so, uh, there's, there's so many storylines. I'll get to the running in a minute. I don't, I don't have the answer, by the way, but I was curious too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I think the storyline of the game is lost in all this is maybe how much better that defense is than I thought it would be. I mean, look, they they gave up 13 points if you don't count the two that Anthony gave them. I mean, Anthony handed them 13 points. They missed yeah. an extra point on one of them. Other than that, Kentucky scored 13 points, and seven of those came on a 50-yard pass, and I'm still not completely sure he caught. He probably caught it. It seemed like know? it bounced, but, yeah, you know, that yeah, might yeah, be our Gator glasses yeah, yeah. looking but, at it. But, but, yeah. that That's the only that, – uh, that, that was part of the only 13 points they allowed. So, Florida played with a toughness. They played hard. The problem was the quarterback cost him the game. And, again, he's an, he's a good dude. He's owning it. He, he'll get better. Uh, and part of it's on Napier. Part of that's on Billy Napier. you got to find some answers for your quarterback. Like you said, maybe it's just a bunch of zone reads where you tell him to keep it. Let's keep running zone read and let's get you into the – if you're our best runner, let's get you into the open field a little bit. Let's run some nakeds where you keep it. There weren't many opportunities to run, not just did he not run much, but there, you didn't see a whole lot of running opportunities, I didn't think. I, I think what one of the things that happened is he wants to be a quarterback. I understand. Quarterbacks throw the football. And I think he wants to be a guy throwing the football. But what matters most is scoring more points than the other team, you know. So um, I, I'll it's, be it's, it's, it, it's It's fine in this day and age. I understand what Anthony wants. It's also fine in this day and age to be a running quarterback. There's a lot of running right. quarterbacks who are having great success in the National Football League. He's not ready for the National Football League quite yet. Uh, I think he will be. I hope he will be. 
Uh, but he's not a pocket passer. And it's, I mean, he should have five plays a game, Frank, where he goes back to pass, looks, uh, and and the boys, if they're a man defense and the boys all go vertical and he just takes off and runs for 30 yards. I, agree. I mean, that, that I should agree. be there. That's almost like a game plan play. I think Shane Matthews was dead on. I'll give him some credit. Of course, he's now uh, the analyst in, on, on the radio. Um, he said he's, you know, RPOs, crossing routes. If it's not there, take off and run. We talked about how many runs must he have a game. Tebow had 210 runs in one season. Anthony's got to tote the load here a little bit. I just, I, we saw it again. I thought he could have ran for 200 against Utah. He kept handing the ball off. And I, again, right. I'm not sure what the directive is from above on all this and how it's happening, but to not, if, if they play like that, He's not. They're not going to win football game. If he wants to be a pocket passer, this Saturday night would have been the night to do that. Right. Okay. Against South Florida, not yeah, against Kentucky. I I agree, and I, and I think that's one of the things that's going through his mind. That's my guess. I don't know yeah. either. Yeah. But I'm right. guess, But I'm guessing that's part of it. He's trying to be a pocket passer, and he's not been one. I, I think that's the other part of it too. Is again, once you freeze and things aren't going well, then it doesn't go well. Period. Dan, it wasn't just. I, I, your running isn't good. Your passing isn't good. You're nervous. You're not sure whether to run. You're tentative. I saw all kind. Of, he was very tentative, uh, and, and it affected the entire team. And again, it cost him the game. Yeah, it's on Billy Napier to come up with some ideas. Okay, mm -hmm. you're the offensive coach. You're the offensive coordinator. Now you know what you got. Right. You know, right. a guy that can be very good, but a guy that can struggle at times. And I think it's up to him to figure those answers out. I, I thought. Really do. I thought the turning point of the entire game for me, and I'm curious as to your thought on this, Frank, is. It was 16 to seven. They had just gotten the safety. Uh, it was towards the end of the first half. Kentucky had a free kick. Uh, kid booted a good one. And the Gators also had a hold on that return. Right. And that's a little thing, but it flipped the field. And then Richardson threw a pick, his first of the two. And that gave him seven points. And all of a sudden, you had a chance to make it maybe 19 to seven at the half, maybe 20. You're thinking, all right, we'll get the ball midfield here. We'll start our drive at midfield. Let's go get a field goal at least. Let's get some points. Let's try to step on their necks here. And I don't know that Kentucky could come back from 23 to seven. And then you really pound the ball and you run the ball in the second half. And, and I think you'd be okay. I, so I, I thought that was a big moment in the game. And it's a little thing, but it goes back to accountability. It goes back to the penalties. It goes back to something that you just simply cannot have if you want well, to. Win. And I'll tell you this about that sequence, too. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. The whole, the, the good kickoff. Mm -hmm. I, by the way, I, I thought when you kicked it out of the end zone, mm -hmm. you got the safety and the 10-yard penalty. I, so you have to decline the penalty. Right. Guess, to get the safety, you got to decline the penalty. Mm -hmm. So, which means you can kick it out of the end zone with impunity, you mm -hmm. know? So the rule, but anyway, so they kick it off, they get the hold. I'm okay. If you don't get, you don't get to 19 to seven or 23 to seven, right. but you got to get to the 16, 14. Yeah. But yeah. You got to get to the half ahead. Yeah. yeah. And I think what, and I think what, what really was discouraging is you got to get to the half. Kentucky was that Kentucky was beaten. Just, mm -hmm. you know, run it, throw some safe passes, mm -hmm. punt it out of there. They weren't coming down and scoring. Yeah. So get to, get to the half 16-7 and you've got the confidence. And, and I th I, that was the dagger that turned the game around, obviously. But even late, it was three minutes left, just still a tie game. And then, then he just makes the improbable throw. That And it, what concerns me is it's the same throw he made against Georgia a year yeah. ago. Yeah. There's, there's an incomprehensible mistake that you, you've got to have enough – Field savvy or game savvy, not to yeah. make that mistake. That uh, Stoops has found a formula to beat Florida, and that is 
just hang in there with them and wait for them to make a mistake. And, and that's what's happened here. The last, you know, three out of the last five years, it's, it's incomprehensible. And, and, and again, I think we now know maybe what we were thinking of before the Utah game is right. When we talk about Florida football and the talent level and the work that needs to be done, there's a lot going on there. You gave away all the good grace with the, with the Utah win. And now, you know, you'll beat USF, but then you got to go to Tennessee for another big, big football game. And you got to see if you can find a way to win that. If not, you could very easily be two and two. And and then you'll think about, well, if you lose to Tennessee, you could have been one and three. So there's a lot of things going on here. And I, I think you're right about the defense, although Kentucky was way down in the run game in terms of who they had personnel wise. And the Levis kid played hard. He played uh he played better than Anthony, that's for sure. And and yeah. and, and and made enough big throws. Yeah, a couple kid. things. A, a couple things on that. First mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. the uh yeah, I I they they weren't they weren't going to win ten games. All right, right. right. They, this was a seven or eight win team. Unless unless yeah. Anthony was a transcendent talent. That's right. But, but right? In all likely, well, that's right. right. But right. in all likelihood, they weren't going to win 10 games. Right. They're a seven or eight win team. Okay. So, and I still think that, okay. I don't think they're going to win in Knoxville. I'm a Gator fan of this. May, a Gator fans may change, never listen to the podcast again. Hear me. Oh, say no. I don't think they're winning that game. Okay. So, but I think they can get to Georgia five and two uh, LSU. I think they can beat at home. A&M is beatable on the road. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but but the, the, again, the key has got to be he's got to find something that Anthony, look Anthony Richardson's obviously talented. We saw it. Sure, we saw the second half of that LSU game last year. Mm-hmm. We saw the spurts. We saw the Utah game this year. It's obviously in there. It's on Billy Napier to find out to keep him away from things he can't do and get him doing things he can and to calm him down when he needs to. The other issue I have, and look, and I'm scarred because of last year, Dan, on this. Right. So, so this is a, this is a scarred man talking. Okay. But but I will tell you, I watched last year Malik Davis start every game. Okay? Yeah, it's time. Though, You're right. You know, Pierce was better, <laughs> and it was this guy gets the series, then the next guy, then the next guy, then the next guy, then the next guy, then the next yeah. guy. And I thought that was over. Okay? Yeah. Here comes Billy Napier, yeah. one right, then two, then seven, five, then two, then seven. Listen, I don't see practice every day. I, right. I get that. It's right. only been a few games. I get that. But two and seven look way better than five to me. Yeah, I would play Montreal Johnson a lot. I would play Tra- Trevor Etienne uh, more than more than five and five. And, and again, I understand he's probably the leader of the room, just like Malik Davis last year was the leader of the room. Mm-hmm. He's the captain of the room, and, and and big picture, you gain respect and credibility and equity along the line along the years by respecting the leader in the room who's the hard worker and been there and gone. I understand all of that, mm-hmm. but am I, all, am I wrong in thinking no. five's in there? There's not, they're not as good as when two or seven are in there. It doesn't seem that way, at least through two games. And at some point you got to make a decision and really you need two. you don't need three, three's too much. I agree with you. We've watched it for the last couple of years around Florida and we don't understand it. We had a couple injuries. We got to deal with two Frank uh, Ventrell Miller and uh, Tarkin also on the offensive line went down. So we'll, we'll await word yeah. on that and see how serious it is. I, I doubt either would play this week. I, I obviously they won't need them against South Florida, but um yeah, they need to get those guys. Ventral Miller's got to be back. He's a vital part of that defense. Well, no question. You gotta have no, you gotta have Ventral Miller. Yeah. That not having him changes yeah. the defense significantly. I think Tarkin's their best tackle. I think he's mm-hmm. probably better than Garage. I would probably play Tarkin at left and Austin Barber at right. I think Garage is just is good, but I don't know if he's as good as he again. He's a leader. He was in right. the media days. He's a respected guy. Right. But Tarkin might be their best tackle, and not having him matters certainly in two weeks. 
Because look at that Tennessee game. Again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. They play USF this week. Right. But Tennessee, the only way to beat Tennessee is to score with them. You got to score with them. Oh, yeah. They're going to get points. Yeah, yeah they're going to get points. And so, but the BI, but hopefully they'll get those two guys back. But look, a big picture here, um, I'm not giving up on I'm not giving up no. on And I saw what's in there. It's just, I hope now, and I love the way he responded. And I respect the way he responded. And uh, he, he, he didn't duck anybody. He didn't make any excuses. He said, I was lousy, which is encouraging that he said that. But what he's got to, but it's on Billy Napier to find out the things that he does well and can do well and move forward. And, and I'm with you, Dan. Part of that's got to be eight to ten carries a game. Got to be scramble plays or design plays. Got to be. Yeah, and and and, and I know they said well, maybe he got hurt early in the game. Well, listen, I've known a lot of I've done this a long time as you have. Right. I've known a lot of quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks will tell you. Remember, that's the one position in sports. Where everybody gets to hit you, and you don't ever get to hit anybody. Right. Every other play, other than kickers or punters, you get to hit back. Right. Right. Kickers or punters don't get hit. That's the one position in sport where everybody hits you and you hit nobody. Right. So, so every quarterback I've known tells me not two games in, but four or five games in, you're playing hurt the rest of the year anyway. Yep. Your, your hip hurts. Your knee yep. hurts. Your arm. Yep. I mean, part of being a quarterback is you play hurt. Sure. So he's going to be hurt. Hopefully right. not injured because that right. means you can't play. Right. But you're going to play while hurting a little bit. So. I don't know that the injury was part of the not running. I don't believe no. that it was. No, I don't either. And, and, and but I, I, it made no sense to me. And like I said, I saw, I thought I saw opportunities against Utah for the same thing, and they didn't do it. But for sure, by the middle of the second quarter, I was like, you know, I mean, and again, I know Kentucky changed things up defensively. I know I don't care. He's a four-five, two hundred and forty-pound quarterback. Right. He's listen. Arkansas has one. What do they do with him? You see Jefferson run the ball, right? I mean, you've got yeah. to use the weapons yeah. that you have and Florida until they get that talent level back, you know, where it's evened up with these other SEC powerhouses are going to struggle. But again, and the one thing I haven't said yet, and this is a Gator podcast, but hats off to Kentucky, because like I said, right now, they got a better program than we do. We got to get well, better and we will, will, but we yeah. got to get better. And what I wouldn't have guessed as far as the program mm-hmm. is for the second year in a row, they've got better quarterback play than Florida. Also true. That, that's also true. I mean, yeah, I don't know that Kentucky's defense was better than Florida's defense. Right. I don't know that their weapons are better than Florida's weapons. Right. I, what I know is they clearly out quarterbacked Florida, and I did not see that coming. We point. heard about both these guys could be mm-hmm. first round talents. Well, mm-hmm. and Levis didn't have great numbers. No. But he made enough play. He was a very efficient quarterback. Very good made enough plays and when somebody out quarterbacks you in this day and age are probably going to beat you and now i mean last week i thought cam rising was really good right R- really good right but he wasn't better than anthony richardson correct. who was also really good right and so and so if, if the other guy's going to out quarterback you like levis clearly did that's a problem so yeah. so we'll yeah. see yeah uh, i will say this dan and last last thing or two sure the, it's i'm going to keep an eye on not just florida it was a. It looks as shaping up to be an odd year. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M lost a home game to Appalachian State. Now look, I know Appalachian State's better than people think, and they're, sure. they're the Coastal Carolina football. Yeah. I, I, they're, they're the they're the Butler. Of they football. ain't paying Jimbo seventy five million to lose to Happy State. Correct. <laughs> At home, lost At a home. home game to App State. Okay, that's a. Yeah. B. Alabama yeah. probably should have lost. Okay? Yeah. So it's a wild year in college. Who knows who's good in college football? So this could be a year. It's a year I wish there were 12 teams in the playoff, not four. 
But I, I just think some crazy things, even with Florida, who could have figured yeah. Anthony Richardson would go from that to that in one week? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's an odd year in college football, and I don't think the crazy stuff's over yet. No, I would agree with you. And uh, the one thing that, uh, that, two weeks of college football has told me is that Georgia is a deserved number one. And I know they, you know, they played Sanford and they'll play South Carolina, but, uh, and I keep an eye out on USC just because of the schedule and the way it sets up for them. They have to go to Utah. That's a big game. But other than that, they'll be favored in every single game and they'll be favored. I think fairly heavily because Notre Dame is way down. So I think, mm. uh, I think, uh, yeah, think about what they did. Think about the Sunbelt conference, right. You know, and what a great weekend they had. So yeah, it's been, I like that though. It's time. I mean, it, it gets old with the same three right. programs every year. So yeah, it, it, we're set up for a wacky season and, and hopefully it does. And hopefully when the smoke clears, there's some different guys standing. Yeah, yeah, and I think there will be, and I kind of hope there will be. All yeah. right, so USF this week, final yeah. thought. Um, get back work to on what you got to work on. Get yourself right. Get back right. to your winning ways and get set up for Tennessee the following week. Totally agree. Hopefully they'll get there. Anthony Richardson's back on track. They'll win the game this week. Continue the good recruiting. Uh, all is not lost. It's one game, Hick. That's all things Gators, all things orange and blue. Dan Hacken and Frank Frangie. Yes, thank you, Frank. And thank you, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the best in the business, se-ortho.com. For all your orthopedic needs in the Jacksonville area, they do terrific work on knees and ankles and shoulders and elbows, et cetera, et cetera. Frank, you have a great week, my friend. You too, Hick.